So Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41, and I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard as it is there. Mark chapter 4, uh, verse 35 through 41. And so it says, um, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a fierce gale of wind developed, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling with water. And yet Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush! Be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And so may the Lord uh, add a blessing to the reading of his word and also to us who truly believe that he still has the power to tell the winds and the waves to be still. And so this morning I want to take a look at um, uh, the the scripture that we just read later on and also what is my wife put in the bulletin from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Genesis, to me, it's, it's one of my favorite books uh, of the Bible because you really get the story of God's people from literally the beginning, right? Uh, and, and, and so uh, I am a, uh, I guess you would say I am a nerd. I love space and I love the idea of, of the planets and how everything is situated the way it should be. Uh, and so when you think of creation, it's, it's interesting. I read just this week, that um, and uh, and um, just just talking about creation and, and people who would say, well, you know, uh, atheism uh, is on the rise. Uh, non-religious groups are becoming more and more the majority, believe it or not, uh, which is heartbreaking. Uh, but uh, there's a study that was done that basically said that because of the the planet Jupiter's mass. The question has always been, why is it that no major um, cataclysmic things have happened to Earth? What, how is it that, we, that it misses all these major asteroids and comets? And what they're believing and studying uh, is that Jupiter, even though it's way far, far out, right? It's out there. Because of where it's situated, because of its mass, uh, that it actually protects earth. Uh, Now, I am not a smart man in terms of I don't have a degree and I don't have all that, but I already knew that. You already knew that because we believe that the creation, uh, God the creator, put everything in its place for a purpose. And so when all these scientists go, wow, we kind of go, told you, you just didn't believe us, right? So even as, as children, when you grew up in church, you, you learn, you're taught, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We believe that God created our whole universe 
and it was created for God by God. But when you look at the first few verses of Genesis, it's, it's uh, important to also understand, just like you, when you would read Noah's Ark, you know, hopefully you've grown in your Christian life to understand that the story of Noah's Ark is also a reminder of how Christ is the Ark, and He keeps us safe in the storms of life. Well, when we read that the, the earth, the waters were chaotic, uh, I don't think Genesis 1 is just telling us how this universe started. I think God is also trying to say more to His people than I am God and I created all of this. Genesis 1 and uh, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 does remind us God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Some versions of the Bible say it was void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I think what we also need to understand as we grow in our Christian faith is that we are like the earth in Genesis 1 and 2 uh, without God. We are empty. We are just a void. We need purpose. This earth before God spoke light into being had no purpose. And the Bible tells us that God's spirit was hovering over the waters. And a better translation would be chaotic waters. Before God spoke light into being, it was just chaotic. Before God speaks into your life and in mine, before we see his light, we're chaotic. Without God, we're just like the earth before creation, just formless and void. And you see people still today who say, you know, I just, I don't know what my purpose is. There, you, there was a, a famous Christian song when I was uh, uh, probably younger than my daughter uh, that I think it was Michael W. Smith that would sing my place in this world. And it was a song to remind us that when we know the Lord, we do have a place. We do have a purpose. St. Augustine reminded uh, people in his day that without God, we, we have this God-shaped void and only He can fill it. God has created each of us with a God-shaped void and without Him, we are chaotic. There's chaos in this world. And we understand that... Uh, if you read the Bible, you don't have to. You can read the Bible and, and read your newspaper or look on the internet and read the news and realize, hey, no surprises here. God has told us what the, this world would be like. Jesus promised, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. God does the things that others cannot do. God can take your chaos and bring calm. Most of the chaos that happens in our life, not all of it, but some of it, is spiritual. Many of the issues that people deal with today, if they sit down and talk with you, not all the issues, but many of them today, you could pinpoint the spiritual issue and say, you know what, if we could work on the spiritual part of, of your life, maybe some of these other issues would actually work out. Genesis 18, verse 14, we are reminded, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Surely not when God can create light by just saying, hey, let there be light. In fact, the creation story reminds us that everything he made, he spoke into being except for us. He formed 
us. As much as, much as we would like, we cannot calm the chaotic waters that churn in our lives. God spoke into a formless void, and there was calm. When Jesus and his disciples were on a boat in Mark chapter 4, Christ spoke calm into the chaotic situation. And I've had the wonderful privilege, as some of you in this room, I have, I have gotten on a boat and have uh, sailed across the Sea of Galilee. Thank, thank the Lord there was no storm that came. But when, when we were in the middle of that uh, little sea, the little lake, really, when you look around, you realize you're, it's like you're in a bowl. And you, you look around, and, and there's this mountainous region. And so you can see, and, and of course, they're explaining it to us as we're on the boat. And, and for some reason, uh, the lady that did the tour, we were on the boat, and she put, and we were listening to Elvis Presley sing, How Great Thou Art. I don't know what that has to do with, the, with, with Jesus, but I guess to her, it was music to her ears. But, um, but you look around, and you realize how fast the weather could change. You think it changes fast in North Carolina, but it can change very fast. And so the Bible is, when, when you see the pictures or if you're able to go there and you read where almost immediately there's this furious squall that came up, you can see how fast that could happen. So, uh, and I don't want to read everything I just read earlier, but what we learn in Mark chapter 4 uh, is that this storm did come up. This furious squall. Now, where I'm from, what we would say is it came up a cloud. That's what the, that's what my great grandmother, my great grandmother, her children, they were terrified of storms. Now, I understand they didn't live in a time where you could watch Doppler radar and and they can tell you today this tornado is going to hit on this street at this time. You just looked up and you saw. Black clouds, gray clouds, and they would always say, hey, it's time to get inside, right? Time to get into the storm shelter. It's coming up a cloud. Well, Jesus reminds us, and he reminds the disciples from a physical point that he can control the universe. He created it. So he can look at a squall and say, hush, be still. When storms of life happen on the outside, which they always do, health crisis, financial relationship, just every day-to-day living, what God is saying to us is, what I really want to do for you is calm the storm on the inside. Because the outward things that happen can affect us spiritually, mentally. So on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, Jesus excuse me, shows his disciples that he has the authority over all creation. Only Christ has the power to calm the sea, and only Christ has the power to speak calm into the chaos of our lives. All of us today, no matter your background, no matter where you are right now, there's some type of chaotic situation that could get worse or could get better, and, and you say, you know, I wish I had the ability to change this circumstance, but many times God allows the outward storms to continue so that he can speak peace into our heart and into our soul. That's not to say that God cannot calm the waters physically and, and answer prayer for us uh, and change our outward circumstances, but we've all lived long enough to understand that he uses those storms in life to change what's going on 
on the inside. Genesis 1 verse 2 tells us the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The word hover here is, is, is used to say that like a bird or a dove would hover over something. And immediately you get that mental picture from Matthew 3.16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. God's Holy Spirit hovered over Jesus just as it hovered over this formless void with chaotic waters in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And I want to say to you today, this morning, that that's what the Spirit of God wants to do for you in your chaotic situation. He wants to hover over you. Almost, you remember the cartoons or the, 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 the movies where they would be a force field? And you know, uh, you know my favorite was He-Man, and they would put this force field over him and and the enemies would shoot their guns or try to attack and they would say look we're being protected by this force field did that mean the gun stopped shooting no did that mean the enemies just decided to go home no but it meant that while that thing hovered over them they would be protected inside that force field there was calm now everything outside uh was not You see, friends, God is reminding us through his word that, you know what? Stop focusing on the chaos outside and make sure you have peace on the inside. Only the peace that God can give. Only God can speak calm into our chaos. When the chaotic waters seem to take us under, God wants to speak words that he's actually already said. Throughout scripture, water... Now, you may not realize this, but water in Scripture is used as a metaphor to describe problems. In fact, the Jews of old, the Hebrews, when they thought of water, they didn't have good, uh, good thoughts. Uh, you know, you think of, of Moses being put in the water. You think of the chaotic waters. You think of uh, Moses having to make sure uh, God delivered them from the Red Sea. There's a scripture in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, that God promises us, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Eugene Peterson wrote it like this, when you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. Maybe you feel today like you're in over your head. There are days when it seems as though the chaotic waters of life just rush in and pull us under as we cry out for calm. You know, it's like the when you're looking at, uh, you hear about these horrible rip currents that happen, and it looks like the sea is, is, it's yes, there's some waves, and but it's okay. And then you realize when you get in that water, there's this there's this under undercurrent that can just take you over. Sometimes life is like that. We think everything's okay, and then in a second, things change. We cry out for peace. Just as the chorus of the old song says, Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible and does the things that others cannot do.
Only God can bring calm into our life, whatever you're facing today. And unfortunately, many of us are facing multiple situations. If, if, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just one, but usually there's three, four, or five, or six things. But what God is saying is that I'm with you. I can speak peace into your life. That's not saying that he may deliver you out of your situation, but he will give you what Paul describes in Philippians 4, 7 as the peace which transcends all understanding. What does that peace do? It tells us it guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. What does a guard do? He stands or she stands ready and able to defend a certain area. The peace of God is what keeps us from entering into a chaotic situation in our hearts and in our minds. It, it stays ready and willing to protect us. When we read scriptures and it says that God will protect us, I, I really believe that we need to stop thinking of just physical and realizing that the most important thing God protects is your soul. Billy Graham once said, if, if God could open our spiritual eyes and see the, the war that's going on for your soul, we would never be the same. We never know when a storm may come. We never know when a circumstance will try to shake our faith, but we can know without a shadow of a doubt that Christ has promised to be in the storm with us. We're not alone in chaotic situations. There is peace. There is calm for your soul, but it's in Christ. As one songwriter wrote, peace, perfect peace, far beyond all understanding. Peace, perfect peace, left with us by Christ our Lord. Peace, perfect peace, through eternities expanding. Peace, perfect peace, though the tempest round me rages. Peace, perfect peace, stronger than the powers of hell. Peace, perfect peace, still unchanging through the ages. Peace, perfect peace. Peace, perfect peace. You see, the God who took the universe from utter chaos to complete calm, the God who stood in a boat and commanded the wind and the waves to be still is the same God today who can speak calm into your life and in mine. Don't believe the lie that says you're all alone in your struggles. Don't believe the lie that says you wouldn't be dealing with this if, and then somebody likes to say, if you would pray harder or that if you would just be a little closer to God. God the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to say, just as Peter said when he, when he saw the Lord, and he was walking on the water. But what does it say? He looked away from Jesus and he saw the waves. And he began to sink. <clears throat> and he cried out, save me, Lord. And the Bible says that immediately Jesus saved him. Jesus did not look down at him and said, told you. See, that's what we think he's going to do to us. But, uh, but actually, he wants to immediately grab us and get us out of, that, out of that chaos and say, just keep your eyes on me. 
You know, it's just like uh, when you're, you're trying to teach your, your kid to ride their bike or you're trying to teach them something. What do you often say? Don't look around you. Just, just, just keep focused on me. You know, uh, just, just watch, watch what I'm doing. Don't look around. And, and, and we, 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 God must laugh in heaven and go, that's what I'm trying to tell you to do. That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. You're my child. Stick close to me. I can protect you. I can protect your soul. The only thing uh, in us or the only part of us that's going to live forever, God says, I will protect it. I will keep it safe. And all he's asking is for us to say, Lord, I'm in over my head. Can you, can you save me? And God's perfect peace is ours for the taking. All we have to do is ask. And he can take our life from chaos to calm. As the piano plays this morning, I would invite you, if there's some chaotic situation that you're, that you just, you're in over your head, let's just leave it at that. You don't know what to do. God is saying, I want to give you peace. I want, I want people to look at your life in the midst of what you're going through and say, there's something different about them. They, they have this supernatural peace. What does the Bible say? It's a peace that transcends all understanding. You can't even comprehend. When you should be in chaotic situations, you're still. And that's a witness of your faith. That's, that's, a, that's a testimony to what God is doing to you and for you and through you. So as the piano plays, you come as the Spirit leads and you come and you receive that peace from God.